What's up, rap stars? It is your host, Romeo Santos, and his co-host, Kenny Fulton. We're here with The Rap Show, talking real estate matters. Today, we're talking about a question that we continue to get from many of our clients that are thinking about selling their home. And that question is, brrr, drum roll, Kenny. Should I sell my home now? Correct. Oh. Should I sell my home now? And to follow that up, if I sell my home now, what else are they asking us, Kenny? Um, about uh, home of choice contingencies. Well, they're asking, where can I go, right? If I sell my house now, where do I go? Because everybody is aware that inventory is incredibly low, right? So if mm -hmm. inventory is incredibly low, even though it may benefit the seller, now their question is, okay, great. I can sell my house for a lot of money, but then where do I go? So we'll go right into what you were just talking about. The first thing that we're coming back to our sellers with and letting them know is, well, you don't have to sell your house, even if you go under contract, because you can utilize a what? Home of choice contingency. A home of choice contingency. And what is that exactly, Kenny? Uh, so essentially, um, maybe out of necessity or just to be competitive, it's everybody who's selling a house, most of them also purchasing a home as well. And they're going to have the same challenge everybody else is having, which is, can I find the house that I'm looking for? So I don't want to sell my house and not have something else to move into. Otherwise, I'll be without a home. And so uh, what, a, what a seller can do is they can let the buyer know that um, I'm also looking for a home to move my family into. And I might need a certain period of time in order to find that. So it's, it's a part of the contract. Um, it's, it gets very specific and detailed on a lot of different ways you can enforce it. But essentially what you're asking the, the buyer to do is to give you a certain amount of time to find your home either before you close or, or sometimes close and then allow them um, um, time after you close so you can still find your home uh, to move into. Right, right. So a home of choice contingency in essence is exactly that. It gives the seller the right to say this contract for sale is contingent upon me finding my home of choice. And in the event that I'm unable to find my home of choice, well, then I don't have to consummate this sale. So it totally insulates the seller. Now it would be an awful thing to do because then you've got another family and buyers that want to move into that home. However, it's a risk for them going in knowing we might not actually be able to consummate the sale if the sellers can't find their house. Now, there is another item that you started to allude there, and that is a post-settlement post occupancy, occupancy yeah. right? So the post-settlement occupancy obviously talks about being able to stay in the home for a certain period of time after you have closed on your home with a buyer, giving you additional time. Walk us through that process a little bit, Kenny. Yeah. So essentially what we're trying to do is help somebody to take advantage of this market and sell their house now. Um, and at the same time, making that transition as easy as possible for the family. So uh, what we'd be looking to do is like, for example, we have a house that's coming on the market in May and that family is looking to purchase their next home as well, uh, but they haven't found it yet. And so we're coming up with some backup plans in the event we don't find it. So number one, um, uh, once they sell their home, um, uh, just getting under contract is going to make it much more attractive for when they're putting an offer on their next home to say to somebody, hey, I want to buy your home. But like, for example, I'm using a VA loan. And for VA, I can only have one VA loan at a time. So I need to actually 
close on my home before I could close on the purchase of this next home. Great and point. so a post-occupancy agreement will allow the family to still sell their home now, you know, capturing, you know, these, you know, great offers that we're getting like 10% above asking and things right. like that. On average. Close on the home, um, free up their VA loan, um, um, and then allow them to put an offer in with another purchase saying that once I close on this one, I can close on this home. So the post-occupancy agreement in this case is saying that uh, for the new buyer, um, after we close, I will still need to occupy this residence for a period of 30 days. Mm. And in this case, um, there are different ways you can do it. But in one case that you can do is you can tell the buyer in exchange for allowing me to live in your house now, I will pay you the equivalent of your new mortgage payment for um, either like one month, or you can even break it down to a per diem rate. Maybe you only need a week or something like that. Right. Sometimes we only need like three days just to kind of match up, you know, the, the, the moving. Right, right. And if you are working with an agent that is a crazy negotiator like we are, what are we normally getting for our sellers from the buyer side? A free 30-day period. So to say, hey, you know, just as part of it. And, and keeping in mind, it's not really costing the buyer per se. So if you close today, if it was, if it's, um, or whatever day this comes out, if you close towards the middle of the month, you would not make a payment that next month. You would pay most of the time you'll pay like two months after that. So if you closed in May, you would make a payment in June. Your first payment would be in July. And so what the right. buyer can do is they can extend that period for this um, for the seller. So we're saying on our seller's behalf, like, can you give them this 30 days for free so they don't have to come out with it? And technically the buyer um, isn't coming out with that payment that month either. So they're not trying to pay um, a, a new mortgage and their current rent. Exactly. And, you know, anybody out there listening, agents and or consumers, I want you to hear what's being what, what's happening here. Okay. It's not just the information we're delivering, but it's actually our ability to know the ins and outs, right? It's your responsibility as an agent to understand these items. And as a consumer, you should be selecting somebody to work with that actually understands this. So what Kenny just said is that if you close on the 15th of May, you won't have a mortgage payment June 1st your first mortgage payment will be due July the 1st. And technically on a mortgage, it's not late unless it's paid after the 15th of the month. So you could have a full 60 days before you had to close. So if you're going in as a buyer, we'll just change direction for just a moment. And you want to be a bit more competitive. You can say, Mr. Seller, we can give you up to 60 days free rent back, knowing that you're not going to have a mortgage payment that entire time. So even mm -hmm. if you have to continue to pay rent, you're not doubling up. So all those things are really, really important. So awesome. I appreciate you covering that for us, Kenny. Okay, so we've covered now that they can do the, the uh, home of choice contingency. And also we've covered that we can do a, um, an opportunity where they can just do a rent back if they just needed a little extra time. Now, something else that I've started to explore with my clients and actually something else that's, that a group of agents have started to get together on has been where do sellers go after they've sold their house and what need or what gap could we potentially fill? And so what we've started to do is we've started to reach out to hotels that are having very hard time getting occupancy and mm -hmm. saying, Hey, would you give our clients 30 days at a flat rate? That's a very affordable rate. 
giving them that 30 days. So in the event that the rent back doesn't work, in the event that they just want to capitalize and they don't want to go with the home sale contingency, they can actually potentially go into something short term. And we've also been talking about Airbnb as an option because those folks are also struggling to get people in. That's another option where you could go short term for your family. Additionally, people could just rent for six months. So if it really came down to it and they really couldn't find something, they could just do a short term rental for six months. So those are all types of different options that you can do. Yet, I think that there's an option that is really the best option. And this is where, again, it takes knowledge and it takes skill from their professional to be able to guide them in the right direction. So, Kenny, you've heard of bridge financing, right? Yes. Of course. So bridge financing, folks, would be, okay, I'm going to go to the lender and say, listen, I want to buy a new house. However, I don't have the ability to qualify for my new house and simultaneously hold on to my mortgage, yet I've got $200,000 of equity in my property. What they can do is they can take that equity as a bridge loan to make the down payment happen on their new home so that they can qualify for both loans. They can purchase their home, move out, and then list their home once it's vacant and empty and then they eliminate that issue altogether. So we've got four pretty good strategies right there, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. And one of the things I like about that particular strategy is it does require a, a bit more planning and projecting on you know what you're gonna get for the sale of your home, but it does help you to, um, uh, I mean, when you're showing a house, you know, when I'm showing a house, uh, or just think about as a buyer when you go into a home, you know, when the family still lives there, um, it does, it just doesn't show as well, right? So, you know, maybe they had, you know, um, seafood the night before and the home smells like, you know, whatever they had the day before sure. or the closets, they tried to declutter, but by decluttering, they just packed everything into a closet, right? And so you might have huge closets, but it's packed full of stuff and it just right. doesn't show as well. So one of the things I do like about having a family be, it just makes it easier transition. Like you can move out with comfort into your new home, get everything out of there, have it cleaned up. It's going to show better. It's going to look and smell and feel better. And especially with COVID right now, uh, um, you know, uh, anything you can do to reduce the amount of interaction between yourself and potential buyers um, is really a great tool to be able to use. Yeah, absolutely. So something that you just made me think of, of another strategy that we've used, one of the partnerships that we have. So we have a really awesome moving company that does all of the moving for our clients and gives incredible rates and gives a ton of benefit. And so one of those benefits is that our moving company will come and pack all of your belongings that you want gone, pack them for you, let you then take those items in their truck, store them in their warehouse for up to two months for free. Mm -hmm. And then when the moving day comes, actually move all of those items along with the items that have been stored into your new home. So we've just recently done that with one of our clients where we said, listen, you gotta declutter everything. And they said, okay, well, you know what? We can actually go and stay with her mom's parents. Great, what a wonderful solution that we didn't even talk about that doesn't cost you anything. So they decluttered the entire house. They are lucky though, they had a garage and they decided just to rent a storage unit, which of course you can do as well. They packed everything up and they put everything either in the garage or they put it in the storage unit. And the house looked great. Mm -hmm. We were on the market on Wednesday. 
We were busy on the market all through Sunday. We had highest and best offers on Monday. We got $55,000 over the asking price, over 10% of what we had the house listed for, and they were gone. They didn't have to be bothered by it. And they're actually going to decide now, they've decided now, they'll actually just stay there through the closing until they find their new house. That way it stays the same. That way there's no possibilities of any further damage. That way the walkthrough should be exactly the way it is when they had their home inspection and we're clear, everything is good to go. So another really great option. And I think here's the theme, right? Options. Mm -hmm. But the only way that you can provide options for folks is if you actually know, right? And so again, we always talk about this in this show is that you got to make sure that you as an agent are a professional and that you're in that you're informing yourself and you as a consumer, you got to make sure that you're really interviewing people and asking them how they're going to do things. If they know what to do, don't take this lightly. You got to have a real professional working on your behalf. Otherwise you could find yourself missing out on options, right? Now it's a really good seller's market. And so one of our colleagues recently posted a video on uh, social media and I thought it was perfect. And he said, um, I'm probably going to upset a lot of my colleagues here, but I keep seeing this sold in one day for full price. And he says, big deal. Right. You could do that as a seller. Mm -hmm. I'll even show you where to market your house. If you really want a professional, they've got to help you get the house ready. They have to create a buzz and they're going to sell your house, not only for full price, but for more than full price and they're going to be killer negotiator so that you get things like a free rent back. They mm -hmm. may pay your transfer and recordation taxes. They will pay your moving. I mean, we've seen all sorts of things that people have done to get really competitive and it's up to your agent to be able to know all those things and to go after and attack it for you. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. What else can you think of Kenny that you've seen that would be great tips for everybody listening? Uh, I mean, I, I think number one is, is, understanding the process, everything that it's going to take in order to come onto the market. I like to kind of reverse engineer things and really starting with your goal in mind. So if you have a particular goal and getting into your new home by a particular date, then that means that you need to move into your home by a particular date, which means that you need to sell your home by a particular date, which means that we need to um, uh, go into contract by a particular date, right? Mm -hmm. Which means that we need to have uh, photos done by a particular date. So what I like to do is kind of start with the end in mind, reverse engineer it, Love leave it. some room for things to not happen in the predicted timeline. You don't want to, uh, I had, had a, uh, we had a closing uh, yesterday and initially the buyers wanted to schedule the movers to show up on the day of closing. And I was like, well, you need to give yourself a little bit of grace. You know, lots of different things can happen. In this particular case, the seller didn't finish their repairs in time and we had to delay the closing hmm. until they finished those repairs by two or three days. So if they didn't allow for that grace, then you would have had movers showing up and no home to move into, right? So right. start with the end in mind, reverse engineer it. And by doing that, then you'll get a full picture of everything that has to happen during the process. Um, but I think one thing that you really touched on is when you're looking for an agent, like pre-marketing is really going to be key here. And so I think uh, starting with, you know, with if you are a seller, um, interview, you know, different agents, try to find out what their process is with doing the pre-marketing, right? So um, this is your coach. This is the person who's going to get you on the market. And you really want to understand their plan before you even start. 
And one of the things that we do with our clients is we do a listing presentation. I've met many people um, who, uh, who have interviewed other agents. They're like, wow, like you're the first person to really sit down wow. and show me the full plan. Um, because if, if I don't understand exactly what your goals are, I may not be able to, to best you know, set up the situation for your family or even knowing what options you have. Right. So like in the case where we have clients who actually do have the ability to move in with a family member for a short period of time, if I'm just running my auto plan that I run for everybody and I don't know the different options I have for your family, we might be missing out on some, some great opportunities. So great. I'll say the first thing is just knowing what the process is by reverse engineering it and then coming up with some dates and some milestones. Uh, so that way we understand, you know, what our target is going to be for, you know, step one through 42. Yeah. Love it. I, I mean, we, we say this often and, and we don't like to cuss on this show, but we're going to say just a small little cuss word here. And in at Red Anger Properties, we, we like to live by the seven P's. And, and in the event that Miss Jennifer Woodhouse uh, ever happens to listen to this podcast, there's a nod to you because I learned it from you. But the seven P's go like this. Proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. Those seven P's are how we live at Red Anchor Properties. And our goal is to always plan things out for your benefit. Now, we're human, everybody's human, people are gonna make mistakes and things are gonna go wrong, just like Kenny alluded to. But if you have a plan in place, then you should be good to go, right? I believe maybe it was Winston Churchill that said, failing to plan is planning to fail. It's super important to make sure that you have a plan and that you understand that plan, right? I mean, how many times, Kenny, have, have you met a client after they were working with another agent and you gave them our presentation and they went, oh my God, I never even knew about this thing called an earnest money deposit. Right. Or, oh my God, I never even knew that there was a thing called a, uh, you know, find home of choice contingency. And they don't know those things because people don't actually take the time to, to talk them through it. And so I think our approach being very consultative is really the way that it should be. Um, I think it also totally getting off subject, but some of these big companies, conglomerates that are, that are you know, um, backed by Wall Street money that are trying to automate the process, mm -hmm. automation is going to remove the ability to have options and also remove the ability for critical thinking by your professional. And mm -hmm. so it's super important that you have somebody in real life that is working side by side with you that can come up and solve a problem as it arises. Automation can't necessarily solve a problem as it arises. There's only so much AI in the world that can deliver this. But even so, a lot of these things are complicated, right? Yeah. Even our, like, for instance, whenever we have a new document that has to go out and be signed, what's our standard operating procedure? What do we do first? Uh, well, we inform. Um, well, number one is we uh, review it. So we, we have our team who will prepare the documents. We double check it, make sure that it's accurate. Um, and then we notify the person who's going to receive it like, hey, look, we have a document coming your way and then give them some expectations on, you know, when it needs to be reviewed and make sure that we talk them through it. So not right. just send it and I don't know what I'm signing. Make sure that we're explaining exactly what document they're going to sign. Exactly. I mean, there's a ton of documents that can be signed. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. When I first got licensed in 2001, I credit that time getting into the market with my ability to really know the contract the way that I know the contract, even though it's changed multiple times since then, because this is how we used to go over contracts with people. They would be sitting across the desk from you 
and you would have to read the contract or paraphrase it upside down to them across the table and say, okay, right. initial there. Okay, sign there. Now, what do we do? We have it uploaded into .loop, DocuSign, or any of the other, you know, AuthentiSigns that can be out there, and we just send it to them. And it and 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 we do our best to explain through those documents. Yet people are so much more trusting now. And I've heard really scary stories of people signing a document that they didn't actually review, and then it got them in trouble because it bound them to something that they actually really would have never been bound by, but their agent never explained it to them, and then they were kind of stuck, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's something that we don't ever want to see happen to any client, whether they're our client or somebody else's client, even when we're on the list side or we're on the buy side, whichever side we're on, we are always not, not putting our fiduciary for the other client, but our ethical mindset. We're saying, you know what, let's make sure that this is a win-win. Obviously we're going to negotiate like heck for you to get you the very best deal we can, but we're also not going to do something that could potentially severely impact and negatively impact another person because it's just the right thing to do. Because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, if you're sellers right now, you're going to be a buyer too. So you want to make sure that that goodwill that we're giving to the buyers, that hopefully some of that karma comes back on you. And I'll tell you what it does. Building rapport with other agents and having a good name in the industry that you do what you say you're going to do and that you know your stuff, that goes a long way. When we get an offer that comes in on our deal, if we see a specific lender that we've worked with before, or we see a title company that we've worked with before, or we see an agent from a team or from a company that we know and respect that they're going to do a good job, we feel a little bit more comfortable, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Right? And that also goes into another part of it is when you're reviewing your offers, ask your agent, which one of the agents called you and explained their client situation to you? right? Don't, don't be so fast to take the best offer on paper because the best offer on paper, if it's not backed up with speaking to that person and knowing that they're a true professional, you could find yourself in a world of trouble. I've certainly done it before where we didn't get that call. We just said, you know what, this is the best offer and we've taken it and then come to find out you have an agent that doesn't even really understand because maybe they work in another area, right? Mm -hmm. We had that happen last year in one of our properties here in Annapolis and the, and the, the agent predominantly worked in Montgomery County. Mm -hmm. Well, the MAR contract of sale, and I'm going down a bit of a rabbit hole here, so I apologize everybody, but agents are gonna really love this. The MAR contract of sale in the home inspection, you have to go back and forth. You can't just cancel it. However, on the GCAR, contract of sale, which is in Montgomery County in DC, that home inspection option gives you the option just to terminate. Yep. So we are under contract for the price that we wanted to be under contract at. And there's one day before the contingency expires. And so I reach out to the agent and say, Hey agent, when are you going to be sending over the property inspection notice and the report? And the agent goes, Oh no, we're just going to back out. I said, well, I'm very sorry, but you cannot just back out. You have to give the seller an option to do so. And she goes, oh, I, I didn't realize it. Ultimately, the, our clients let them out of it because they didn't want to keep dealing with it. Mm -hmm. But it's important that you know what you're doing and that you know where you're working and that you truly have the expertise in the area that you're working in. So agents, again, as always, make sure that you're informing yourself. If you're listening to this podcast, you're already attempting to do that. And consumers, if you're listening to this podcast, same thing. You're trying to get more knowledge around this process. Make sure that you're asking these questions. Kenny, what else do you have to add? Well, I mean, I, I just want to uh, 
touch back on what you were saying is uh, one of the things that we as agents, you know, we're not really here just to sell houses, right? We're also here to be expert on the sales contract. And in order to consider yourself an expert on a sales contract, you know, you have to be well-versed in it. And one of the things that we like to do is when we're, you know, especially if we're writing our first contract for a buyer or doing even doing a listing agreement is doing that zoom call, uh, kind of how we do it now and really walking them through uh, the contract. But I did a listing consultation uh, last night. And one of the things I try to do is always put somebody in the other person's position. So right now you're listing your home for sale. Um, it's not just about, like you said, getting the home sold in one day, like that's not even a win in most scenarios, right? You know, you want to give enough people enough opportunity to put in an offer, <clears throat> which requires really two things. One, it requires proper preparation of the home, but it also requires that agent uh, to do some pre-marketing. So I would say as you're interviewing agents, ask them, what, what's the, what are they doing? So if you're paying your agent um, a, a listing fee, um, that's not all profit, right? We spend, we invest that money into marketing your property to build anticipation. So right. that way people are lined up, ready and waiting. And, and really uh, um, we're, we're trying to get them to bid the price up. We want to create value through doing high level marketing. So the photos that are taking, um, making sure that you are prepared on um, having your home look really nice on the day that the photos are, are being done, mm -hmm. um, uh, doing 3D tours, uh, virtual tours, all those things that before somebody even has a chance to even step into the home, they're like, wow, this place is amazing. You know, I would pay, you know, the top of my budget, you know, for this home. That's what you want people to walk into. But then once we get to the point of actually uh, going over offers, what I like to do during my listing presentation is to kind of give a, an example and say like, okay, you know, let's say we get, we're probably going to get 15 offers, but let's just mm -hmm. say the top three offers, the highest offer is for uh, 40,000 over asking and it's an FHA. The second highest offer is 35,000 over asking and it's a conventional loan, right? And the third highest offer is a, um, uh, somebody who's using like down payment assistance like NACA mm -hmm. or something like that. You know, which offer would you take? And often people say, well, take the highest offer. It's like, okay, well, this is a great example of where we really need to think about all the different scenarios that can happen. So while you're preparing them to list, now you're trying to show them what can happen on the buyer's end, okay? Just because you list a house for a certain price, there's still this other person involved, which is the appraiser. Oh, and we all appraiser. rely on their <laughs> opinion of the value in order for this transaction to move forward. Correct. If it's an FHA deal, then once that appraisal amount is logged, um, you are limited for six months um, based upon the value of that home, right? So if you're not walking your clients through the scenario, you don't want to wait until you get offers in front of you to then explain to them all the possible scenarios. So what I like to do is upfront, uh, not just talk about how quickly we're going to get your home sold. But let's also talk about how we can get you the most, you know, uh, for your listing by making sure it's properly prepared, uh, making sure that we're doing the best job pre uh, with the pre-marketing aspect of the home. But even when we make it to the point of reviewing offers, let's talk about the potential outcomes and things that can happen um, with, uh, with appraisal contingencies, with inspection contingencies, which we touched on in previous podcasts mm -hmm. and, and things like that. Awesome. I love that. So everybody, I think we've probably jammed your head full of all sorts of ideas and information and knowledge. And hopefully you guys all found this incredibly informative. We know we love doing this. 
Uh, as you can tell, we love real estate. We can geek out and talk about this stuff all day long, but our goal is to try to give you snippets of information that are easily digestible in 20 to 30 minute blocks. So that's going to be it for today. Everybody, Rap Stars, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Kenny, remind everybody again where they can find you on social media. Uh, it's uh, Kenny, um, Realtor Kenny Fulton on Instagram. Uh, I think it's just Kenny Fulton on Facebook. And uh, Kenny at redinkerproperties.com, email, cell phone 443-763-0958. All right, beautiful. And you can find me on Facebook and um, Instagram at at Romeo, well, Instagram is Realtor Romeo Santos. TikTok, you can find me at Red Anchor Real Estate. Facebook, you can find me at Romeo Santos. Be careful though, there's a bunch of Romeo Santoses mm -hmm. out there. Make sure it's this face that you see on there. Uh, you can also find us at Red Anchor Properties on both Facebook as well as Instagram. Uh, and of course, you can get me at Romeo at redanchorproperties.com. Our website is www.redanchorproperties.com. And you can reach me at 240-401-8023. All right, rap stars, everybody. This has been The Rap Show with Kenny Fulton and Romeo Santos. We're out.